Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Well, you'll hear on the show coming up, we'll talk about my engagement. I would lead with that here, but um, you'll hear plenty of it coming up in a second. Although I am exhausted. I'm sure. I mean, that's such an exciting night, and I'm sure y'all didn't get much sleep. I mean, I slept. Oh. A little bit, but I mean, you're, it's just so much energy, and yeah. everybody's like, ah. And then I came in this morning, I didn't eat <laughs> breakfast. I had co- this cough medicine with codeine because that's the only thing I can make my cough stop. Yeah. Because I, sure. I was shooting all, yeah. And I don't know. Wow. Purple drink. And I get that rappers drink it. Yeah. Or I guess anybody, but they talk about it in their songs. Right. And it makes them feel, it doesn't make me feel good. They're, I take it and I'm like, this kind of sucks. What does it do? Knock you out? All it does to me is do this. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel good. So I don't know how, maybe they mix it with other stuff. I don't know. But it's not something that I look forward to drinking. I'm just like, if I cannot talk without coughing, which because I've been sick for the last few weeks, I'll take it. But it was like Xanax. When I would take Xanax and I was having crazy anxiety, it never made me feel good. And I was like, people love this stuff. Why am I not getting it? I would like to feel good. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing here. I don't know how long I got in me before we get into today's show. There was a story I wanted to share. That there was a jewelry store clerk. He says he accidentally blew up this guy's affair by accidentally putting the personalized gifts he bought for his wife and his mistress in each other's bag. <sighs> well, when a cheating husband went to the jewelry store to buy a gift for both his wife and his girlfriend, the clerk messed up and accidentally put them in the wrong bags. But did Why the clerk know? Um, or was the guy like, hey, Hall, here's the deal. He this said, is- so I work at a jewelry store. This is on TikTok. And today a man came looking for a gift for his wife for their 10-year anniversary. He ended up picking out a piece and said that... He said, quote, for my beautiful wife. I said, anything else today? And he said, no, that's it for her, but I want to make another purchase using a separate credit card, and could you possibly create a different account for me? Oh, gotcha. And if things are starting to sound suspicious, that's because they are. The guy said, sure, what are you looking for? He says, do you have anything that says girlfriend? And he goes, yeah, I do. So he knew, but he put them in the wrong bags. Well, hey. The guy's dumb to buy them both. At, first of all, don't cheat. Right. At first, I was like, man, that's like <laughs> But don't go to the same place and buy gifts at the same time for the two people that you don't want to know exist. Yeah. But Are really, you, don't cheat. And then that yeah, guy put cheat. it in the box. <laughs> According to science, your kids should eat a ton of candy all at once more than they can spread their candy out for Halloween. Explain. Guys. So like the, yeah, that night, mm-hmm. just let it rip. If your kids want to scarf down their Halloween candy in one sitting, dentists say let them. Eating a bunch of sugar at once is better for kids' teeth in the long run than allowing a piece a day that's, until it's gone. That's the teeth. With social distancing in most cities, talking about Halloween, but they're like, hey, dentist, this is a dentist story though. I'm saying with the teeth, just let them go. Go to town. Do you remember my story from my childhood? Mm-mm. A dentist told my mom that, and we had candy day, which was every Saturday. We could eat as much candy as we wanted, but we were not allowed to have candy any other day because the dentist said if they consume it, have them do it all in one sitting. So I could wake up and have candy for breakfast on Saturday. It didn't matter because it was candy day. In <laughs> fact, I remember, I have vivid memories of me going to the candy cabinet, pulling it out, and sitting down and watching Say by the Bell in the morning. On a Saturday, eating Last candy. Last Saturday. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> After she jumped but in the pool with all her clothes on. A dentist <laughs> told my mom that. That's And that was, what, 30-something years ago? Yeah. My thinking's pretty backwards, but I don't, I don't even know if it's true or not. But what I always think is, like, the baby teeth, like the little kids, they're going to lose those teeth. So I'm like, 
Either way, you're going to lose them anyway. But my wife disagrees. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Like, Oh, I don't think it's either, but I would say that it's setting up bad habits oh. for later. Oh. So it oh. won't affect them right then with their teeth. Gotcha. But it could long term because they're learning a behavior that's going to be hard to shake. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Sounded smart, though, Eddie. When you said it, I was like, man, that's kind of a good point. <laughs> I'm like, either way, they're going to fall out anyway. But they'll always have that, that pattern of eating. You're right. I do love candy, though. Gee, Lee. Um, Let's see, what else notes do I have here? Yeah, fall break for your kids? This week, yeah, all week. Mm-hmm. And I know for a lot of people, or some people had it last week, some people have it this week, some people have it next week, and just, you know. I feel thankful, or I'm happy that the teachers get this time off because I know it's a much-needed break because this year is so challenging uh, if your kids are actually in school. And then virtually teachers get a break, which is amazing. But for all the parents. Yeah, it's just, a lot. Sending extra hugs. <laughs> What's on your four things episode? Well, on Thursday, I had on, uh, it was four totally different things, but one of my things was Steve Mokler, and he's gifting a song to one of my listeners. What do you mean? Like, they can email. I have an email for the podcast, and it's four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com, and that's how I get the emails for my fifth thing episode, but uh, people can send in who they would like this the song written for, when they need it by, why it would be special, and then Steve and I are going through them and selecting one lucky person. So he launched something called Song Portraits where people could bid to win a song from him, and I think he's picking 10 people from the bids, but to my listeners, he's giving one away for free. So it could be really special if you're planning on proposing. Let me send him an email. Or <laughs> dearest Mokler. Yeah, no, I'm not going to pick anybody that I know. No. But I just thought that was really kind and generous of him because it could be, it's it's like you're commissioning him in a way yeah. for something and you one of my listeners gets it for free. Well, check out Amy's podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown. And over on the Sore Losers, Lunchbox will write you a song. Yeah, Is I that mean, that would be a really good hit. Mm-hmm. A really good hit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get to today's show. Thank you, guys. Um, enjoy. and uh, but let's, We should title this something cool so people click it. Maybe our... <laughs> like what? Our most listened to podcast in a while. Uh, thank you, guys. Here you go. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting. Right. Across America. Now turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Hey, guys. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Eddie, what's the drama in your kids' flag football league? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So they've been playing flag football for how long? Uh, this is their fourth game. And four weeks. First season ever? First season ever. Okay. And so the team's 0-4. They're not very good. Uh, actually, they stink. They're, uh, the other teams just run over them every game. And I don't know, dude. You're talking a team of first and second graders, right? So there's emails flying from parents to the coaches saying, guys, this is not good. Our team is losing. Maybe some of the other dads that know more about football need to step in. I uh, mean, who are the coaches? Just volunteer dads. That's and they, it. And they have to take all this from other parents. Yes. So then I'm kind of in the middle. Like, sure, I don't like losing, but at the same time, you're talking about two dads that are volunteering their time, uh, and you're telling them like you need to coach better. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of in between. So I wanted to bring it to you and be like. Well, is it that important to win? I know Lunchbox is really big on like, ah, oh, you got to win. It doesn't matter how old you are, but they're really bad. So I'm thinking like, do we care if they win or are they just having fun because they're first and second graders? Where do you stand on this? I think it depends on if the players are any good or not. If you have good athletic players and you're still losing, probably you could pull someone else in to help a little bit. But if it's all new kids, it is. I don't care. 
If you get Mike Ditka. <laughs> Ditka. They're not going to win. That's what I'm saying. Because I assume it's a lot of kids like your kids, first-time players. Yes, it's their first time. They're really just learning the game. Yeah, I don't think that you insult, first of all, the parents that have already volunteered. Like, they're here volunteering their time, and they have to be harassed going, we need better. And that's what the coaches are saying. And it's well, like, well, they pay for better. Yeah, the coach is like, okay, look, we're volunteering our time. If you want us to get better, then maybe you guys practice at home. Uh, True, get great your point. Kid better, or some of the dads chip in, and let's all start coaching. You get a bunch of coaches, you're not going to have any coaches. Yeah, it's I just going to be kids going absolutely bonkers, especially at that age. I agree. My recommendation would be just chill from your side of it. Just chill. Oh, you don't want me to come in and be like, let me coach this team. I'll oh take my over. God. I don't think you should coach. Okay. I don't think you should <laughs> encourage them to want to take over. I would even be on the voice of, hey, let's let these, these dads do what they volunteered to do. Yeah. And why don't we all work with our kids – privately a little more get them a little better and then if we still feel there's a problem later if our kids are good then we can address it yeah that's funny you're not thinking about coaching though right i mean i've thought about it when that flew when the email flew out of being like all right well some of the other coaches want to step up i'm like i can take the receivers let me let me see. But separate. what would you do as a coach did you ever play football yeah, yeah i played football recruit, I, scored a touch- okay. I scored one touchdown in high school my one touchdown and my memory of that is like going to the sideline going <laughs> and the coach in what? Are you okay? Do you need to sit out for the rest of the game? Congrats. He scored a touchdown. Get back up. Let's go. I thought he was going to sure pat you me. you didn't dream that? No, no, no. True story. And I thought he was going to be like, dude, good touchdown. That's great. I'm going to put you, I'm going to make you a starter. He never said that. What kind of coach would just tell you, okay, are you tired? And I thought he would. Probably no. same coach coaching your kids. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same dude. Yeah. Uh, chill. When's their next game? Saturday. Every Saturday is their game. Do they have a sponsor? No, they don't have a sponsor. They, they, they're not in that kind of team yet. It's just generic. They're called the Cheetahs. Like that's. But it. they don't There's, have uniforms. Nope. It's just flag football. When they do tackle, though, I'm going to come hit you up for a sponsor. Well, no, they can play flag with sponsors too. Yeah, they do just, seven on seven. For some reason, they don't do this on this in this league. We'll put it on our Facebook page. You guys can add your two cents if yeah, you like. I just wonder if it's important to win it. It is important, to, important win, to win, but there are things more important than winning. So, and if you don't have the personnel, you can't expect a championship team. Yeah, just volunteer dads. I'm talking about the kids. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Five quick hitters. They're going to put you in a good mood. Here we go. Number five. A seven-year-old kid from Maryland named Kavanaugh Bell raised enough money to pack a 53-foot truck with PPE and other COVID-19 supplies, and he delivered them last week to a Native American reservation in South Dakota that's considered one of the poorest places in America. I will say it again. He is seven years old. Wow. How crazy is that? Number four. A 16-year-old kid with autism named Aiden Hall had a rough back-to-school experience this month in Arkansas, but it turned out great. Now, he's a big Superman fan. He got bullied for showing up to a school wearing a big red cape. But then... A bunch of kids on the football team heard about it. The next day, they all wore capes to school just to support them. Oh, my gosh. Here's Aiden being interviewed about it. Makes me feel me. Makes me feel like I'm not alone a lot. Don't give up and just be you. And no matter what people tell you, don't listen to them. Just have fun. How great is that story? Man, I wish I knew what school that was. But shout out to that football team and shout out to Aiden there. Wow. Here we go. Number three. A dad who's been dancing outside a children's hospital in Fort Worth, Texas, went viral this week. His 14-year-old son, Aiden, has leukemia and goes in for chemo every Tuesday, but only one parent can go inside for him. 
So his dad stands outside his window in the parking lot and just dances like an idiot to keep him entertained. <laughs> Here's a clip of Aiden and his dad talking about it. We get out here and just try to communicate the best we can. Just anything to bring bring his spirits up a little bit. Let him know that he's not alone and we're with him. It's funny. It's watching, watching him figure out all, all what he's going to do. <laughs> Number two. A woman in Virginia named Jennifer Perrin teaches water aerobics to seniors. And while the classes were canceled, she kept in touch, gave them workouts to do at home, even picked up groceries. One woman from her class was so thankful, she called the local news and got them to do a story on her. Here she is thanking Jennifer with some money for dinner and her reaction. Here is $300, which I know you can use. Oh my God. And you can go out to dinner to Mexico restaurant. It's a $50 gift card. Thank you so much, Karen. I do this because I enjoy it. You know, I would almost do this without pay if I could. Almost. He said almost. Almost. But that's awesome. Here we go. Let's get to the biggest one. There's a Chevy dealership in New York that holds a promo each year called Vehicles for Vets, where they give a new car to a veteran. And they had to cancel it this year because of COVID-19. But then a 104-year-old vet named Clint Johnson showed up at the parking lot looking to buy a car. So they were like, you know what? We didn't get to do it. Let's just give him the keys. So they, they handed him the keys to a new 2020 Chevy Sonic for free and said, here you go, man. Love it. Awesome. Uh, side note, he's 104. Does he drive? <laughs> <laughs> just a- I'm just asking. I love the story. <laughs> or does he have a driver? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the Good News Countdown. I'll give you two celebrities. You tell me who you think it costs more to get a personalized video message from Cameo. Okay. Oh, okay. Cameo is a site where you go and people send you a message if you pay them five bucks. Here you go. Here, the first one. This is not a commercial, by the way. Randy Travis. Baby, I'm gonna love you forever. Or Hoobastank. <laughs> Damn, dude. So who does it cost more to get a personalized message from? Randy Travis or Hoobastank? Amy? It should be Randy, but I think Hoobastank's probably charging more. Lunchbox? Randy Travis. Eddie? No, Randy Travis. $299. The winner is Hoobastank. What? Yeah. Stop. Randy Travis is $200. Wow. All right. The whole band on that one? I'm not sure how that works. Do you determine your price? Yeah. Okay. And then if nobody's buying any, you take the price down. Uh, next up, Jordan Davis. Or country singer Devin Dawson. Sneak game. I love that song. I'll just, I'll go... Devin Dawson's more. Lunchbox? Devin Dawson. Eddie? No, nah, Jordan Davis. He's got hits. Jordan Davis has way more hits. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so? Jordan, yeah, Jordan Davis has more. 50 bucks for Jordan Davis. 40 for Devin Dawson. All right, how about this one? James Vanderbeek from Dawson. Dawson's Creek versus Andrea Barber, a.k.a. Kimmy from Full House. So we have two mm. celebs from back in the day, kid celebs that are adults now. James Vanderbeek or Kimmy from Full House? Kimmy, Full House. Lunchbox? Kimmy. Eddie? Yeah, Kimmy, because they have Fuller House. So she's yep. current. Well, the answer is James Vanderbeek. Oh! Two, $225. Kimmy's $125. Okay, how about this one? Walker Hayes, who you may know from this song right here. Walker, simmer on down tonight. 
or 90s country star Tracy Bird. So, you got Walker, who's new, Tracy Bird, who's not. Who costs more money on Cameo, Amy? Tracy Bird. Lunchbox? Bird. Walker, he's got a lot of kids he's got to feed. The answer is Tracy Bird, 150 bucks. Wow. How much is Walker? $70. Way off. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we're going to do a couple more. Bob Saget from Full House. Or Tom Bergeron from AFV, Dancing with the Stars. By the way, Bob Saget hosted AFV before Tom Bergeron did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Good call. That's a good question. Bob Saget or Tom Bergeron? Bob Saget. Lunchbox? Saget. Eddie? Saget. The answer is Bob Saget, $249. Bergeron's $125. That's a lot of money. Right now, the score is Amy 3, Eddie and Lunchbox 2. Let's do one more. Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor... Are familiar with him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not going to be cheap to get that one. Or Lance Bass, who you may know from the pop band Sync. I'm going to tell you right now, they're both over 200 bucks. Oh. It's going to be close, huh? It's a toss-up. Huh? Write your answer down. Okay. Lunchbox. It's Chris Harrison. Eddie. Lance Bass, because he's Sync, man. He's a rock star. Amy. Chris Harrison. Oh, the answer is Chris Harrison, and Amy oh! wins it. Amy wins it on the final pick. Chris Harrison is $375 to get a video message from. I've, I've ever only bought one of these. I'm not on it, but I ever only bought one of these from Brian Bosworth. Who'd you buy? Oh, for Caitlin, because I thought it would be funny. The Boz? Yeah, so I, I do a little, I think it was, it wasn't cheap. I'm not sure how much it was, but it wasn't cheap. And so I sent a note. I said, Kaylin's a huge OU fan. She loves the boss. And he sent back a seven-minute cameo. Wow. Of him talking about, first of all, Oklahoma, life. I don't know, his haircut, what he had for <laughs> breakfast. It was seven minutes long. Oh, that's cool. He was sent, it was a little too long. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, d- does do you keep that? Does it last forever, or does it something like expire? No, I have it. It's still on my phone. Okay. I had to cut cool. it in pieces. I'm making it a Netflix series. Yeah, hopefully 2022 it comes out. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kane Brown and Sarah Highland will be hosting the CMT Music Awards this year. Two more hosts will be added soon. The show airs on October 21st on CMT. Nicole Kidman shared in a recent interview that Keith Urban needs to take breaks from their female-heavy family. She shared that sometimes she finds him in his closet playing guitar, and that's how she knows they really need to give him space. Thomas Rhett talked about the moment that he fell in love with his wife, Lauren. Church camp about sixth grade, and I fell in love with her that day. I was like, there is not a prettier human being that exists in this world. And I was like, I will figure out a way to marry this woman one day. And uh, we dated a little bit in high school and then, and then broke up for a very long time and got back together when we were about 21 years old. It's been a pretty wild journey with her. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Eddie, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What would you do if you bought a house and you found something valuable inside that the former owner left behind? Oh, gosh. Here's a trip question. What would you do, though, really? I want to keep it. This happened to Jim Dow. He bought a Chicago home, was going to renovate it, and then he ended up finding thousands of dollars inside of it. Oh, it's cash. He's flipped more than 50 houses, but he said he'd never found anything like this before. 
He says he found five envelopes stashed in various places, like behind the couch, behind an old photo hanging on the wall. There were around 10,000 in all. And he was like, man. And again, it's cash. Mm. You didn't, couldn't trace it. Exactly. So he returned it, though, to the home, to the home's oh. former owner. The woman who had lived there for more than 50 years and her family were thrilled. They said, hey, let us give you a reward. But he said, no, thank you. Instead, he asked her to pay that money forward that she was going to reward him to someone else. And the name of that owner, Pablo Escobar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you wouldn't do that lunchbox? No chance. Dude, $10,000. That lady didn't even know that money was in the wall. There's no, they just were like, oh, yeah, that was our money. Come on. <laughs> Hey, good for this guy. Jim Dow, shout uh, out. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Tucson, Arizona. A 50-year-old guy thought, oh, I'm going to go gamble at the casino tonight. Goes on the computer, prints out some $100 bills, print, print, print. Goes into the casino. Oh, yeah, I'd like to play some blackjack. Fake $100 no. bills. Oh, man. Come on. Oh, <laughs> and that fake money that, that they don't kid around with that. No, there's no like, oh, that's okay. You don't do it again, and we'll be you get in trouble for that. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go somewhere where they're gonna look at it, that's cra- go to the gas station, get changed, and then go to the casino. No, nah, man, they still hold that up to the light. Yeah, but I would challenge the gas station clerk more than I would challenge the <laughs> Good casino. Point. Yeah. Good point. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> On the phone right now is Jessica in Massachusetts. Jessica, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. Okay, so I have I need some advice. My son will be four. His dad is married, moved fifteen hundred miles away. Haven't heard from him in almost two years. Wow. Should I contact the wife? Oh man! For what? Just well, yeah, to let. I mean, my instinct is to say no. First of all, <sighs> I, I think if you were going to contact anyone, it's the dad again. But in your mind, for what? To have that relationship. So my son has a relationship with his father because my father passed away. So I don't have that relationship with my father, but I want him to have his relationship with his father. And he used to call every birthday, every holiday. And now he doesn't contact us. I haven't heard from him in over two, in almost two years. Okay. Well, it's an, it's an interesting question and it's how do you get your son's dad back in his life, even though he's so far away and has kind of disappeared. I would understand reaching out to to his wife once. Now, I'm going to kind of tell you a story about me. You know, I didn't have a dad growing up forever. You know, my, my dad left when I was five or six years old, didn't know him. He peaced out. Sometimes he'd be back around. Once I was about 11 or 12, I decided I never needed to know him. I was so angry and resentful. I was, uh, to me, he was a villain um, until I was 30... Four thirty-five years old when I, I sought out to to go and meet him again. Now, what I learned from that experience with him was he regretted the decision that he made whenever he left, but was so embarrassed about kind of the fallout from it, the negativity that had come from it, that the that, that he just didn't want to address it anymore. And I I un- kind of understood that at least where he was coming from. He was like, I screwed up, and I was so embarrassed of it that I just kind of disappeared. And it was easier for me to stay away than it was to come back in. So, you know, I wonder with your son's father moving that far away, I wonder if he is so disappointed in that part of his decision that he's gone, you know what, it's easier for me just to cut this out of my life, which would mean he would need you to at least make an effort to go, hey, we want you. I'm going to tell you one more time. We want you to be a part of this kid's life. 
when you first asked, my instinct was to say no. However, I just don't think you can do wrong by encouraging someone to love your kid, especially when that someone is the kid's dad. So my advice to you after telling that story is to reach out to her, reach out to him, give him a good reach out and say, hey, would love for you to be a part of his life. Just to call him and and make sure they know that you're not angry, that it's only about your son and that's it. And I think that may free him up just a little bit to go, you know, I did mess up. I wish I wouldn't have reacted or, or treated the situation like this. But there is kind of a, a rope to grab onto to still have a relationship because I do believe that most folks are still like good good people and they do want to be parts of their, their children's lives. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say you reach out to her. You tell her the story. Hey, if you could talk to him, talk some sense to him, we'd love to have him in the life. No anger. And I think you may get a little reaction from that, okay? Okay. That's what I would do. And if, and if it all fails, who cares? At least you tried and you tried doing something for your kid. It's okay to bomb out and fail if you're trying to do something good for somebody else, especially your own kid. Worst thing that happens is yeah. it doesn't work out. That's the And it's already not working out. So the worst thing that happens is whatever you're doing is just going to continue to be done. Best thing is your son has his dad in his life in some capacity. Yeah. He also has... He- so he also, but he also has another child in the state that we're in, and he does come and visit his other child every six months. Well, maybe it's has something to do with you and his relationship too. That I don't know. You just need to make it as safe as possible for him to be in his son's life. Okay. I appreciate the call. Good luck with that. I, I'm really rooting for you here. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. All right. See you, Jessica. Bye. Bye. Let me put on Eddie in Colorado. Eddie, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys for having such an awesome show all the time. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for years since uh, when I back when I lived in Florida, but uh, I'm here in Colorado now, and I'm a volunteer fire, uh, firefighter right here and stuff. And it's just uh, it's awesome to be able to listen to you guys' show in the morning. What's that like as a volunteer firefighter? Do you, are you just at home or work? I, I'm assuming you have a job like a, a normal day uh, job. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm a state certified home inspector, um, and then I also work an overnight shift at a hotel, and I'm a firefighter, so, uh, you know, it's it's hit and miss, you know, but uh, basically if a page goes out, I go out and call. Uh, we put out a lot of grass fires, you know, uh, we're right off the highway where I'm at, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, accident calls that we go on and stuff like that, but... You ever get to drive the truck? Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we have, uh, you know, we have... Um, uh, grass trucks for you know most of our trucks are basically grass fires you know four wheel drive old school 1980s with you know 500 gallon tanks on the back uh, we have a tender also with like 3300 gallons in case it's a huge fire we bring that out there and stuff and to assist with other counties and other cities but you have a you have a wife or a girlfriend does she worry about you doing this um, I got a fiance. Uh, she doesn't worry too much because her father is actually the captain on, on our department. So nice. she feels a little bit more safe that I'm there with him and he's there with me. So we got each other's back. Would you ever want to be a full-time firefighter? Uh, yeah, it's, it's something I actually looked into. Um, I started doing some EMT training stuff, you know, with you know, my CPR certifications and stuff and AED training and first aid and stuff. So I, I, I wouldn't mind you know, getting into it and possibly doing it full-time as a career firefighter. You're a pretty big guy? People say so. I'm 5'8", 180 pounds. I'm not overweight or nothing, but... Dang, pretty... Hey, that's pretty good. in good shape. 180 pounds, <laughs> that's more than I weigh. Hey, listen, yeah. I, I, what you do, I love it, man. You, you, you're doing something, you're volunteering to, to save folks and save land, so I think that's that's commendable. So we appreciate you listening, and thanks for doing what you do. 
All right, thank you guys. All right, there he is, Eddie in Colorado. So what happened with your kids this weekend? Well, my son was just really acting up and having a moment, but everything was fine, but manageable, I guess. And then my daughter decides to fix it herself, and she said, Mom, do you mind if I take Stevenson over here to talk for a second? Oh, wow. Has she ever done that before? uh, I think sometimes she does it around bedtime when he's acting a certain way because their rooms are right across from each other and we already go to bed. I think she goes over because she's told me, she goes, I had to get up and go talk to Stevenson because he wouldn't stop making noise in his room. Does he listen to her? He does. Like she's the person, and I think rightfully so, that he feels most connected with and safest with because she was from Haiti. She's from the orphanage. They're not biologically related, but when it comes to probably who he would trust the most in this world, it would be her. Wow. And so that's been super helpful to have her step in, except for she's never stepped in quite like she did in this way. <laughs> so he he's he's doing his thing, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just taking a breather. If you want to go talk to him, go for it. And he comes back, and he's more, he's well-behaved. And she sits down, and she's like, okay, took care of that <laughs> and I so then later I didn't want to bring it up in front of him but I just said what did you say to him and she said well I told him that there's Haitian curses where if you don't start listening to mom and pay attention like you'll grow a tail <laughs> and he knows about Haiti and you know voodoo and different things and I think that he thought I heard him kind of say loudly, are you for real? I mean, I heard it when they were in the corner talking. And then now I know that's what was it was in response to was her saying he's going to grow a tail. And when he said, "Is are you for real? She said, yes. And so then I now I don't know how to, you know, ha- handle it. He's not going to grow a tail and I don't want him behaving well. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking gonna... up here too. He could grow a tail. I would let him think that. Yeah. And, I started to wonder too with my daughter and I need to circle back with her if if somebody ever told her something like that when she was younger and maybe that's why she decided to use it or if she just came up with that parenting method all on her own. So I'm not quite sure. So do you feel the need to go back to him today and fix it? I don't know because I feel like she may need to clear it up because she's the one that, that, that said it. And I don't want him to think that she came and told me. I feel like they could clear it up without him thinking that I know everything. Because they talked about it in private in their own little corner. So I want him to be able to think he can talk to her privately when it comes to other things and that she's not going to come and tell me. So I think I'll have her... That's funny. Figure it out on her. I'll just be like, hey, you can do this on your own time, but you probably eventually need to tell your brother he's not going to grow a tail. Yeah, by graduation. Eddie, would um, <laughs> do your kids do this, your boys? No, they I wish. each other? I wish they did. they did. police each other? <laughs> I wish, man. Uh, what I hear all day and I'm tired of it is like, he did this, they did that, and then I've got to be the police. I, I tell them all the time, you know what? You guys figure it out. But I love that she did the grow in the tail thing because, hey, my parents never told they never told me that if I didn't eat carrots, you know, I wasn't going to be able to see or whatever. They never fixed that. I just later in life still thinks it. (laughs) I later in life realized that that's not true. (laughs) He's going to realize he's not going to grow a tail. That's good stuff. man. I mean, yeah, she's pretty awesome. But we just kind of thought, well, shoot. One, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Two, um, (laughs) now I feel as though 
We need a better plan because I don't want him to be scared of a tail. I need him to just want to be be good. And that's how I feel about you guys too. Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right, filling in for Amy for this segment. The Boot has put out the top five country breakup songs of all time. So here we go. These are from forever. At number five, Sugarland Stay. Why don't you stay? I'm down on my knees. I'm so tired of being lonely. Don't I give you a This song's so sad. If you really like is. just listen to it and the video was just one t- her standing there in one take singing it's it. So desperate. With him just playing guitar. <sighs> That's such a such a good song. Ugh. I mean, that she was able to make the other woman a sympathetic figure is crazy. Mm -hmm. Great song. Number four, George Strait, Give It Away. Just give it away. There ain't nothing in this house worth fighting over. Did you know that's a breakup song? No, but now that I'm listening to it, I'm like, all right, I get it. Keith Whitley at number three, I'm Over You. Someone told. Number two, Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. Oh, wow. Wasn't like a love breakup. Mm-mm. Was it a business relationship Her breakup? Porter Wagner, yeah. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. And then number one is Willie Nelson. Blue. Blue. Eyes cry. And rain. One of my favorite songs of all time, period. Yeah. Well. You know what I think of when I think of breakup songs? The dance from Garth. Just because that's what I think about. Like, it's, like I could have missed all this and where it hurts, but then I had to miss the dance because then after they're not going to be together anyway. I never even knew that was a breakup song. You didn't? No, because the, the, the music video is all about dead people. People that have died. People in our lives that have died. So I thought it was just about like, you know, leaving this life. Well, I mean, it could be. I just think about that <laughs> I get song. all deep about it. <laughs> uh, your dog may love you, but your dog doesn't love the sight of your face. You know, I was just talking about this the other day where my dog, when he doesn't look at me when I talk, I'm like, hey, I'm up here, look at me. And then I said out loud, I said, dogs probably don't even care about eye contact. That's us. That's a human construct. Yes. Where we communicate through eye contact. Um, and that's the truth. The study says that dogs are not wired to focus on human faces. Weird. We are, so we expect everything else to be. But dogs, when they see a human face, they don't light up. When they see another dog's face, they do. But for us, it's about hearing voices. They see us, they know us, but mostly it's about the sound. And that's kind of what they gravitate to and what they love. Wow, that's interesting. So yeah, if your dog's not looking at you in the eyes, don't get mad at it. (laughs) I was like, hey, I'm up here, look at me, look at me, look at me. A mom helps police catch a stranger that was offering to buy her toddler. A mom was approached by a guy and... He was like, hey, let me let me buy that kid. I'll give you $1,500 bucks for it. What on Whoa. earth? Uh, this is Shoreline, Washington. Stranger just walks up. Of course, she refused, but she was calm, and she reacted. She goes, hey, hmm, I, I don't think I want to sell the kid now, but I might. Let me get your info. He gave her. What an idiot. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> I might. Let me think about this. <laughs> A detective pretending to be the mother reached out to the guy, pretended to be 17 years old, and then he tried to buy. The whole thing happened. They got him. Wow. I wonder what he wanted the kid for. What do you think? Okay. I didn't want to go there, but yeah, you're probably right. A uh, Minnesota woman does 716 burpees in one hour for a world record, which wow. is insane because the burpees, you're standing up, you drop down on your belly, you do a push-up, 
then you jump back up in the air. No, get out of here. She did 716 in one hour. That'd be the most miserable hour oh, of her life. When I used to work out with you, we'd do 20 of them, and I'd be like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this workout. There you go. That's the pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Maya Wyatt was working at Food Lion in North Carolina, just checking out customers. Chick, chick. When all of a sudden, over the loudspeaker, someone says, Medical emergency, aisle eight. Medical emergency, aisle eight. She's like, well, I know CPR. She runs the aisle, finds a customer down, turning purple. Wow. Starts doing CPR, (sighs) saves the customer's life, and Food Lion gave her an outstanding performance award. How about give her a store? Well, no, you don't give her a store. A store? It's a great story. (laughs) I mean, she saved a life. That's that's great. great. Yeah, that's awesome that she did that. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Time for the morning, Corny. All four of us guys are going to do this hopefully for one last oh, time. Boy. All right, here we go. The morning, Corny. Eddie, you're up first. Okay, what type of music do windmills like? What type of music do windmills like? Well, they are big metal fans. Get it? Metal windmills? They're big metal fans. Yeah, metal. Metal fans. Metal. That's what I said. Yeah. We're going downhill quick with us taking control of this. Lunchbox? Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? Mm Mm-mm. It's fine. She woke up. Oh, the kid was napping. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. You think a kidnapping, and it's really a kid napping. Night-night. But if we're all trying to figure out the joke, this is not good. Raymundo, so far, I'm going to say we're over two. Go ahead. Yeah, how much does a chimney cost? How much does a chimney cost? Nothing. They're on the house. Yeah! All right. All right. Uh, What did the green grape say to the purple grape? What did the green grape say to the purple grape? Breathe. Dang it, breathe. (laughs) Because he thinks he's joking. He's turning purple. There you go. Sort of like the kidnapping. Uh, Hopefully tomorrow we don't have to do this anymore. Oh, gosh, I hope so. I think Amy will be in control of this segment again. I think we had a good caller on because we're going to play Lunchbox versus the ladies coming up in a second. In NFL trivia, he claims he will never be beat. Won't be beat. Not oh. by a woman. So, well, we have someone on, <laughs> and she pretty good. She passed the test. Come on. So, hopefully, Lunchbox loses coming up. Uh, that being said, Lunchbox, who did you call on this prank call? I called a grocery store because I said I bought some Frosted Flakes, and on the box, they say they're great. But I ate them, and they were just okay. So, false advertising. Okay, here we go. I can help you. I got a problem. I was in there the other day and I bought a box of cereal, Frosted Flakes, and on the front of it, it says, they're great. And I think, okay, so these are going to be great. And I got home and I was so excited and I ate them and really they were just kind of okay. You know, kind of nothing exciting. Uh, so you're more than welcome uh, next time you're inside the store. Uh, come in with the receipt and the, uh, the box of cereal. Well, I mean, I already ate the cereal because they said they were going to be great. And they were, eh. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So did you eat the whole box? Or you ate- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ate the whole box because I thought maybe, okay, maybe if I keep eating them, they'll become great. And they just really stayed okay. Have you ever tried them? Yeah. And would you say they're great? I mean, they, they, they're great. Do you want to return it? Oh, absolutely. I want to return it. And I want, and I would also like Tony the Tiger to apologize to me. Well, yes, sir. I'll make sure we can get in contact with him. Does he work there at the store? Do you know <laughs> no, what day sir. he'll be in? Not that I know of. Because I, I want I want Tony Tiger to look at me and be like, you know, I say, they're great. 
to sell a lot of cereal, but I'm just lying. They're okay. Uh, but I'll make sure he gets a message once he comes in here. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, man. That's so dumb. <laughs> I-, I wonder what this guy thinks he's dealing with. Like, <laughs> just like this poor person. And then Lunchbox puts a sound effect in the call. <laughs> the guy to be like, Did- was that Tony the Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for Lunchbox versus the ladies. Lunchbox is 2-0 and this season. He claims no woman can beat him in NFL trivia. So far through two games, nobody has. Exactly. I told you, no woman can and they haven't. So, boom. I thought last week's was going to do it, though, and I was rooting for it. He was close. By the way, we're all rooting for Lunchbox to lose. We feel like this is the sexiest thing to say. However, he stands by it. We're going to bring on Allie in Springfield, Missouri. Allie, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm so ready to beat Lunchbox. Have you heard this segment before? Yes, I listen every time. <laughs> Does it boil your blood that he is so cocky and just downright rude about this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but does it make you mad when I win? Because I do every time. Yeah, it does. That's why I'm here to beat you today. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Lunchbox will not be able to hear the questions. He goes into the isolation booth. We'll ask seven questions to Allie in Springfield, Missouri. We'll see how many she gets. Lunchbox will answer the same seven questions. If he gets more, he wins. If he doesn't, he loses. Come on, Allie. Allie, we're counting on you today. Allie, what do you love about the NFL? You have a favorite team? Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, here we go. It's, it's a good team. Run it back to her. It's a it's a good time to be a Chiefs. Oh, yeah, she knows sure. her hashtag. She's a real right. opponent. She's All right, Lunchbox needs to leave. Uh. He's getting on my last Nelly nerve here with his. <laughs> Lunchbox is walking out of the studio right now. Don't get nervous, Allie. <laughs> did you hear him, Allie? Yes, I did. Okay. All right, here we go. We have seven questions, Allie. Good luck to you. Let's see how many you get. Question number one, what is it called when the quarterback gets tackled before throwing the football? A sack. A sack is correct. There's one. Next question, which position is primarily responsible for covering the receivers? Mm. Which position is primarily responsible for covering the wide receivers? Uh, shoot. Uh... I know it's not right, but a linebacker. Incorrect. <laughs> we would accept it cornerbacks or just defensive backs because sometimes the safety does. He's going to get that one, by the way. Yeah, he will. He's going to get that one. All right. What's the line where the ball is snapped called? The line of scrimmage. Correct. Who is the only starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl with two different teams? Um... I don't know. Joe Montana. <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> Incorrect. He got close with the Chiefs, by the way, when he went over to the Chiefs. But no, it was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, yep. What is it called when the linebacker rushes the quarterback? Um. Oh, it's called... Uh... Oh, I was thinking... I know this. What is it called when a linebacker rushes the quarterback? Uh, it's, I can't think of the name. <laughs> no answer? <laughs> it's a blitz. Blitz. It's not looking good. How many years must a player be retired to be eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Uh, five? Correct. Nice wow. job on that one. What happens if the quarterback is tackled in his own end zone? That is called a safety. Correct. 
During a kickoff, what happens if the football is kicked out of the end zone? What's that called? Touchback. Correct. Okay. Mike, how many did she get? Five and eight. She got five. Oh, we did eight? Yeah, did I did an extra one. Well, nice. <laughs> that was nice of you. Nice. Okay, she got five out of eight. But you're only going to give him seven, though, right? <laughs> You know, I, mean, I have to give him eight. I have to give him eight. Let's walk on back to the studio. Here he comes, walking back down the hallway. Which, by the way, he still hasn't cut his hair for Ray's wedding. Right, Ray? Oh, he'll probably Jeff do a day of or something just for a bit or whatever. Yeah, he'll just hold out. Are you holding out cutting your hair till the very end? What? For Ray's wedding. Hey, guys, I haven't decided yet. Are you still... <laughs> Still weighing yeah. that. Yeah, I'm still weighing my options because I look at it as, hey, maybe they'll kick me out and I won't have to go. Okay. Are you ready to play Lunchbox? Yeah, I'm ready to go. How'd you do, Allie? Don't answer that, Allie. By the way, you get, you'll get eight questions. Oh, I get eight now? Well, because I accidentally asked an extra one. Okay. So you'll get eight questions. Question number one, what's it called when the quarterback gets tackled before throwing the football? Ooh, sack that quarterback. Sack, sack, sack that quarterback. Correct. Which position is primarily responsible for covering wide receivers? Oh, that's a cornerback. Correct. Would have also accepted defensive back. Next up, what's the line where the ball is snapped called? Ooh, I would not say equator. I'd probably call it the line of scrimmage. (laughs) Who is the only quarterback to win a Super Bowl with two different teams? Ooh, guys, he got one in his last year. They call him Peyton Manning. That's his name. That's his name. That's yeah, they, they call, call him that because his parents What's named that? him that. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called when the linebacker rushes the quarterback? When they rush the quarterback? What's it called when a linebacker rushes the quarterback? A blitz. Correct. How many years must a player be retired to be eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Uh, you got to wait your turn. Five years. Correct. What happens if the quarterback is tackled into his own end zone? Oh, you give two points to the other team, and you call that a safety. Correct. (laughs) Here we go. During a kickoff, what happens if the football is kicked out of the end zone? Oh, they'll call that a touch back. That is correct. He went eight for eight. (sighs) Allie went uh, five for eight. Allie. Oh, Allie. Oh, poor Allie. I hear the emotion in your voice. It's so cocky. It's unreal. But, but Allie, what did you miss? Those were like... She missed Peyton Manning. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that understand it. She guessed Joe Montana. And I was like, well, he went to the, the conference championship game. With, okay, with yeah. Sure. But Wild what Chiefs. else did she miss? Uh, she missed the blitz, missed the blitz. The linebacker blitzing. Oh, yeah. Hate those. Mm-hmm. And she may have missed the defensive backs, the cornerbacks. Yeah, she didn't get cornerback. Oh, yeah. what did she think? Quarterback covered him? No. No, she, didn't I think know. she had a linebacker. Oh. oh, yeah, linebacker. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, hey, Allie, you know, now you know. You don't come in here and mess with me. Now I know. Come in where? <laughs> Come into this room, this this game, and oh, okay. Like, are you humbled a little bit, Allie? No, because I feel like I'm pretty smart about football for a girl. So, yeah. I'll take. I mean, for a girl. So that's what I'm saying. For <laughs> Allie, girl. don't give him that. See, why would you, you say that? You, why Allie? would you say yourself, that, Allie? For a girl. <laughs> no, just... hey, no, but seriously, lunchbox. If we were in the same fantasy league, I would kick your butt because I'm okay. kicking butt. Here All right, now that Here I'm not gonna act. Like, Here we people. go. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Allie, thank you for playing. We're rooting for you. Hope you have a great day today. Thank you guys, too. All right. Yeah. There she is. Allie, everybody. Lunchbox is now three. And no, we, we need to go to a little bit more trivia about football pass and less rules. A couple rules, but it okay. needs to be 
Because the rules are just so easy for Lund. He's going to get every one of them. But my, my, my question is, at what point... Uh, I even hate to say this. Go but, ahead. Or even think it. But at what point do we say, like, all right, Lunchbox may, may be right? <laughs> I would say... I mean, they don't even know, you know the basic... You I mean? like, Here's the thing. killing these people. But you, you have to do the basic rule ones because they're not going to know the but other a, we'll stuff. We'll do a couple of them. Right, I understand that. But right. then you're going to get these girls on, women, and they're going to get one right. Well, that we'll see. Ugh. We'll try to find somebody good. Are we finding these callers? Yeah. Yeah? yeah they're calling us up. They're hitting me on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. How can people get on this? Because obviously we're not going to play right now, so they can't call right now. What do they need to do? Leave a voicemail? Yeah, a few options. Voicemail is one. Um, you can hit up me on Instagram. At Scuba Steve? At Scuba Steve Radio. Scuba Steve Radio. Got it. Or you can call us up when Abby's answering the phones. We get some callers through there. Okay. And then we'll run them to a little test. If they get it, they can play. 100% correct. Thank you. I would say much like an NFL team, there are 17 weeks in the season, but there are 16 games. Yes. If he goes 16-0 and and runs undefeated like the Dolphins, 1972 Miami Dolphins, <laughs> okay. then I think we, we, have to, we have to lower our head in shame oh. and go... No, not shame, guys. It's an honor to go undefeated. Like, you should be <laughs> proud of what the accomplishments that I am doing and bestowing upon you. 16-0 and will do it. We'll declare him the greatest. And what's his record now? 3-0. and Okay. All right. Halfway there? Let me play this. No, we're not. <laughs> All right, we'll play this. Brandy in Minnesota, you're on. I just had a question. I needed some advice. Um, a couple weeks ago, we went out to go visit my mother-in-law and father-in-law, and I was in the main house and everybody else was in the shop. And my mother-in-law asked my husband if it was okay if he brought our daughter to Disney World. Didn't ask me collectively with him, just asked him. He said, yes, that was fine. And then our daughter found out before I was even notified of anything. She come running into the house excited. I'm going to go to Disney World. I was upset because I have two children and only one was invited. Um, one is seven and one is three. And it's also right before my oldest daughter's birthday. So I felt kind of like there was some favoritism going on. And I just wanted to see if I was overreacting or how you would handle it. As a mom, I would kind of think that I would take them first to Disney World. You know, it was like a fun family vacation. The mother-in-law says, I want to take one kid, not both, and asks her husband, not her. (laughs) How do you feel about this, Amy? And pretty much asks the child before the mom even knows. Okay, there's two parts that are hard. One is then you have a child that doesn't get to go, and also you're saying that you wanted to take them for the first time. So I think you need to express that to the mother-in-law. It's already done. It's happening. I don't know if there's a way that you can join in on the trip and take the three-year-old or whoever it is that didn't get invited and y'all all go together. That way, problem solved. Uh, and honestly, I mean, if you, that doesn't work, I've I've gone. And while it is fun, I would love it if my grandparents or my kids' grandparents were like, we're going to take the kids to Disney. You don't even have to go. One kid, though, only. One kid. Yeah. That, oh, that part would be hard. I'd be like, no, no, you're taking the other. You're taking both or you're taking none. Oh, oh well, she just changed. Wow. <laughs> That's what you're saying right now? Yeah, yeah. They need to take both. And if that there's a reason why they're not taking the other, what is it? And then you should be fine with it. Like, I know it's going to be fun, but also you could get a break. and You don't have to go wait in lines and walk around all day and do all that. So Amy says take both or take none. That she needs to draw that line. Yeah, if it's going to cause issues in your home. If the other kid doesn't care, then I guess it's fine. But if it's going to cause an issue... Uh, then I would say we need to figure out a way to take both. Eddie? 
Man, I don't even care about the Disney trip. Here's the problem. When are grandparents and in-laws going to understand <laughs> that there are two people in a marriage? Mm-hmm. You have to treat them as one. You can't just go to the your son or your daughter or whatever and not consult with the other one. This is a big, dude, it happens to me all the time. It's a big problem. And in-laws and grandparents don't ever understand that. Well, I don't get it. Mine do. They're nice, I guess. They figure it out. So well. what is your answer, though, here? My, my answer is she needs to talk to the in-laws and be like, hey, guys, they're not going, period. And this is they're why. They're not going? They're not going, and this is why. The next time you want to do something with our grandchildren, you have to talk to both of us. So you're punishing the kid that got invited to Disney because the grandma messed up? Well, no, the... the Whatever the culture in that family needs to change. What well, stinks is it's she told the kid before, and the kid already knows. Yeah. And so now the mom, who we have here, Brandy's going to be the villain if she does say right. no, which is why I think she has to say yes. But you have that same talk, like, "Yep, let's have it." T- here you go. You want to take her? Fine. I don't. Does the three year old want to go? Does the three year old even know what Disney no. is? Brandy. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> they know and they want to go, and that's what kind of upset me the most when I talked to my husband about it. I said. You know, how can you go ahead and tell her daughter before me? And and then he said, well, what kind of mom wouldn't want their kid to go to Disneyland? I said, well, I would want both of them to go together. You can't pick and choose. Mm-hmm. It has to be both or none, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a there's a culture oh, I, issue here, which Eddie brought up. Yeah, I, you know, I think that uh, if that's how, but yeah, I hear Brandy what she's saying that it has to be both or none. If that's how you feel, then that's what you should do. I think you should have that talk though. Like, hey, please, if you're talking about the kids. Come to me. Mm-hmm. And you're, so the talk needs to go down with the grandmother, but then also your husband because Ooh, he needed point. to pause. The minute his mom said that, he should have said, hey, you know what? Before we say anything, I need to go talk to my wife. Sorry, what's your name? Again? Brandy. Brandy. I need to go talk to Brandy and then I'll get back to you and we'll make a decision. That's, I mean, really... The mom needs, the grandma needs to learn, but your husband needs to learn too. Bad move by the grandma telling the kid. She Mm. made some mistakes talking only to the husband, but bad move by telling the kid. Are all of the grandkids her, like biologically hers? Yes. Oh, well, that's weird. Okay. So this is what we're going to end up as as a group. This is how we're going to end up because we hear what you're saying too. You have to have that conversation, and but then you say, "Hey, I'd let her go," but you have to let the other kid go too. Or they just can't go. It's not fair to the... Right. And I think she'll probably take both. That sounds fair. And then you tell the one that did get invited, hey, you're still going to get to go to Disney one day. We're just going to postpone it till we can all go together. I'm so sorry grandma did that to you. Good one, Amy. No. Throw it on the grandma. Grandma, oh, you yeah. mean if they're not yeah. able to go. I, I'm saying, yeah. I'm so sorry grandma uh, asked you before we were ready, but we need the whole family to go together because it's going to be fun. So we're going to have to wait a little while. Yeah. Or you just go... Once grandma says no, you say, well, coronavirus. We can't go right now because coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. And give her a little coupon that says redeemable for Disney Before at some point. Okay, so this is what we're saying, Brandy. <laughs> you need to talk to your husband and your mother-in-law, and you need to tell your grandmother that, yes, thank you. That's so sweet. you got to be positive about how you bring it up. Yes. Though. Right. And you need to tell her, hey, I need to do better about communicating with you my needs. Yeah. And then put that back over to her and say, and on the other side of that, I need you to talk to me yeah. about what you're going to do. Update us on however this turns out, okay? Yeah. I will. Okay. Bye, Brandy. All right. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. I would also oh, I would also encourage Brandy and her husband to maybe seek out some counseling. Amy's <laughs> <laughs> really affected by it this conversation. It's like, because his response to her wasn't like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I should have, yeah, I should have. Yeah. He was like, well, Who your problem is. like that, though, you, the first time. You should have. You're, you're so controlling. I'm always like. 
But then I go, you're you stupid. Yeah, I go, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. A pastor in Georgia is eating at a Waffle House and he's talking to the waitress and they just connect. She's really kind. So he says, you know what? I want to tip her all the money I have in my wallet. He had 40 bucks at the time. So he gives her 40 bucks. They continue talking. She says that she's pregnant. She has a son on the way and she wants to name him Samuel. He's like, wow, I had a son that passed away named Samuel. So he just felt really, really connected to wow. her. He went back to his church and says, guys, we got to help this waitress out. I don't know. I feel something special about her. They raised over $12,000 for her. Holy moly. So, so let's just call it a $12,000 tip. Wow. <laughs> I mean, how oh. cool is that? Her whole life just changed. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wow. cool. Wow. That is crazy. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> You should check out Movie Mike's movie podcast because this week Mike is talking about famous actors who met and fell in love while filming movies together. For example, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie met while filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner met while filming Daredevil. So, pretty interesting podcast. Check out Movie Mike's movie podcast. Let's go to the big story. Bobby's Big Story. Well, the big story is I got engaged last night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything bigger here? No. Well, which way would you like to talk about this first? I can just tell you how it all went down. Would that be the the yeah. the, the best intro to this? That's what I, I want to so. know. Because there are a lot of little little layers to this, and but we'll do that. So, by the way, uh, we got engaged last night at about six ten, six fifteen in the barn in my backyard. Which, by the way, E News just posted a, a story. And the story says, American Idol's Bobby Bones is engaged to girlfriend Caitlin Parker. And in it, it talks about me doing a country music show. And I'm, we took a picture of Virginia in a cornfield because that's where I did my Nat Geo show. And I'm <laughs> holding a thing of corn. I look like the most country bumpkin. Because <laughs> it's like country artists. I'm in a cornfield. They don't say why. I'm holding a piece of corn up. Um, and I am. But thought that was funny. So I had set up for, it had kind of been in the works for about a month. She had no idea. I wanted to surprise her. She thought it was coming probably Thanksgiving-ish, don't you think? Yes. Because Amy, Amy and Caitlin are super close. And Amy has known about it for the last couple of weeks. But so I wanted to do it in my barn. So what we're doing is we're actually renovating this, this old barn we have in the backyard. And I knew that would be a great cover for people going into it and setting it up for the proposal. So I told her, I said, hey, I, they, while we were away this weekend shooting my show in Virginia... I said, hey, they're working on the barn this weekend. They left some paint colors and samples in there. We need to go and let them know by Monday morning what color we want. I'm severely colorblind. So I said, hey, I need you to go with me and look at them. And we'll just send them a text and tell them what, what to paint inside of the barn. And so there was no paint colors, by yeah, the way. It was yeah, all smooth. Just <laughs> but while we were gone that weekend, we had a friend of ours who does um, holiday, the inside houses for Christmas, the inside for, for Thanksgiving. She, ha- I called her and was like, hey, would you set up the inside of the barn? And so she had, there were candles, there were all these plants, there were all this hanging stuff. It was great. And so we have security cameras all over our property, and you can look at them on the phone at any point. So again, I had to be like, people are going to be at the barn. This-. So she was driving a truck that wasn't even hers to do it in case Caitlin looked at the cameras. Like, we had really covered ourselves. So we land from Virginia probably yesterday about 4.30. I had set up a dinner date with two of our friends, Keaton and Nick. And, and we haven't been out on a, a dinner date since before the pandemic started. And so I was like, okay, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to get dressed up. 
and we're gonna leave. We need to be there at six forty. And I did a whole fake text message with them, going, "Hey, where's where we're gonna go?" <laughs> and I picked a place to be pretty nice because I knew she would get dressed up to go to a nice place, and I didn't want her being proposed to not dressed up. So about five minutes before we're gonna leave, I said, "Hey, oh crap, we gotta go down to the barn, and we have to." Uh, look at this paint because I got to send it off tonight. And so she's like, okay. And it had been raining and she was in heels. She was like, oh, I don't want to walk. I was like, it's fine. We'll just walk down there real quick. So we walk down to the barn and she's just been like, hey, she wanted to make sure that I talked to her dad before I proposed, which honestly, absolutely. But I've been playing coy. I've been like, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to talk to. I'm not going to tell anybody. I said that we can tell him right after. So I'd been messing with her a little bit. Obviously, I'd already talked to her dad. And I said, hey, you still wondering about your dad? We're 10 feet from the door. I said, I've talked to him. She goes, you have? I said, yeah. I said, here, let's finish this and I'll tell you more about it. So I opened the door to the barn and I had to open the right door because on the left side of the door was Joe, my guy who does (laughs) photos and video. They were set up over there to film the whole thing. So I opened the right side of the door and it is just lined up with candles and plants and things hanging from the ceiling. And it's a trail going all the way down to the end at the back of the barn where there's this big um, white rug. And as soon as I opened the door, I'm talking as soon as she could look inside, she went, oh, and started crying just like that. Just, and I was like, whoa, 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 not yet. (laughs) So I I grabbed her hand. I said, come on, come on, come on. And you can see, because I put on my Instagram at Mr. Bobby Bones, like the second picture on that swipe is her seeing it and realizing it and just covering her face. So we walked to the end and I knew what I was going to say. I didn't have anything like written out, but I knew what I wanted to say because I felt it. And so I basically told her, I said, hey, before you, I kind of felt like I was broken. Like I like people that love each other was just in the movies and people there or they were lying about it because I'd never experienced it never loved anyone like that never loved anyone romantically ever and I said before you I just thought that was either a lie or something that the movies had and I said I don't feel that way anymore and I think I told her I was obsessed with her (laughs) Um, and then I said and I told her I loved her very much and then I got down on the knee and then I uh, opened up the ring and she was like, she said yes. And it was, it was great. I don't remember all of it fully because there was so <laughs> yeah. much happening is sensory overload. And so she's like, oh, and she's crying. And we're like, I'm like, well, all right, I'm not a one trick pony. Let's, let's get out of here. And she was like, what? And so our song, you can play it from the beginning, right? Our song, because we went to a Matt Carney concert in Oklahoma City for Valentine's Day. We went to watch the Thunder, but he's a friend, and he was playing in Oklahoma City. So I texted him. I said, hey, we're finishing the game here. Are you still on? He's like, yeah, come to the show. So we go to the show, like the last five or six songs, and she tells me that it was during this song, the final song, where she was like, oh, I think this is the guy I'm going to be with forever. So, But she told me that, you know, two months later. So I've known for a long time. So because of that, this has been our song. I'm a big Matt Carney fan anyway. And it was during this song when he played it at the end of his show where she's like, okay. And she wrote a note to herself right then to remember it. Here's the song in case you weren't familiar with it. So we're walking up and the song was playing. Like we have a little area by our pool and the song's playing out loud. And she's like, oh, you're playing Matt Carney over some speakers. And I said, well, come on. Matt was playing. I got Matt to come and set up. And Matt was playing out on the little pool stage. And he's playing the song. And she's like, oh, my God, Matt's here. And I was like, yeah. 
And so we walk up, and he goes, uh, did she say yes? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I gave him the thumbs up. And then he played this song, and we danced to it, and we sang to it. And then it was, it was amazing. And we walked back down the hill, and because we had nobody there. Just for COVID reasons, I don't want anyone to come and get sick. There was no mass gathering. I mean, if anyone would have been there, Amy would have been there. And Amy wasn't there. She knew, but she wasn't there. And so uh, we call Caitlin's parents because I talked to her dad and told him exactly when it was. Now, they live in Oklahoma. And I was like, don't feel like you have to drive nine hours because no one's going to be here. We'll see you for Thanksgiving anyway. Um, He was like, great. Well, he tried to text me while I was in Virginia shooting. But I was on set the whole time and Caitlin was doing my hair and makeup the whole time. So she was never away, far enough away from me to talk to her dad again. And so Caitlin calls her mom at the, after we're done, she goes, oh, she shows her the ring and her mom was like, yeah, I knew, I knew. And her mom was like, we're like five minutes down the road. They drove all the way over. Wow. And hung out with us. And then her dad, who's an eye doctor, had to be back at work the next day. So then they drove back home. They, oh. they, they were there for like 45 minutes. Amazing. That's special. Her mom or dad and her sister, which was fantastic. So we made a bunch of calls, and she called to tell people, and I called to tell people. And um, Then it was late, but we were hungry. So we still had that double date at like a small Mexican restaurant near the house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then was just exhausted. So went back home, went to bed. It was pretty great. And then I looked at it. I don't think she slept very much last night. Um, but yeah. That was it, and here we are, and the end. But I'll tell you, Amy was, Eddie knew, because we were in the studio, because Mike D and I got into a conversation <laughs> about who was going to do it first. At first, it came, it was a bit on the show, like, who's going to do it first? We didn't know when each other was doing it, Mike and I didn't. But later that day at my house, we're in the studio, and I said, hey, Mike, I'm probably going to beat you proposing, and he goes... Oh, no, I'm doing it in two days. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, well, I'm doing it in a week in two days. And so um, Mike knew, and then Mike and I were talking about that. And I was like, Eddie, Eddie doesn't have to leave. I was already here. Yeah. And so Eddie knew, and then I went, and I don't know much about rings, but I went to um, Genesis Diamonds here in Nashville, and they were fantastic. And I, I do some work with them already, but never for myself. What do I know except for what I read about what they have going on there? And so I went over and I had to really strategically go because pandemic time, I only come to the studio and then I go home and Kayla knows where I am at all times. So I really had to strategically, like I got a haircut once and I had to like <laughs> do it up against the haircut because I don't want to be gone too long. So she had no idea. So I go and I don't know. I thought this is how naive I was. I was like, well, 24 karat gold, that sounds like normal. So let me, what's a 24 karat ring? And they're like, that's like $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the carats were different in rings and gold. gold. I still don't know the difference. Oh. So I got an edge. I got, they taught me about the stone. So I picked out the stone and I knew what shape that she wanted, but I wasn't sure like the band, I knew she wanted like a simple band, but I'd picked out the stone and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. Well, so the second time I had Amy come with me to help me pick the band out. Cause she was like, I knew Caitlin wanted no frills on the band. Just, um, what color is it? It's platinum. Like platinum colored, just, but Amy helped me pick the band out and then sent it off, took a few weeks to come back. I left it at the store for a while, but just in case I didn't, I was so covered in every way. 
But when well, I love too that the girl, the woman helping you with the ring, she her daughter is a huge fan of the show. And I said something when we were leaving, hey, tell your daughter hi. And she said, oh, I will. But once the proposal happens, because she knew, I just thought that was super professional and awesome of her because she knew if she told her daughter, hey, Amy and Bobby were in the store, then she might think, oh my gosh, Bobby's getting engaged. So everyone was like tight-lipped. And I was worried about people tagging me at the store. So I got to the front door. Luckily, masks Masks. exist. I didn't take my mask off as I walked to a back room in the store and then we shut the door. Hmm. Because all it takes is one person to take a picture of me and tag Caitlin on Instagram. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Oh. That would be terrible. So um, she was shocked. I was happy about that. It went great. Her parents showed up. It was Matt Carney. <laughs> that's awesome. Came. Is just. It really was wonderful. So that's the story of it. Um, we have some more little rivers we'll go down in a minute. But let me take Angelica in Wichita, Kansas. You are on the show. Angelica, how are you? I'm good, Bobby. How are you? I'm really good. What do you want to say? Well, I just want to, I want to say congratulations. Um, I've been listening to the show for about 10 years since before you guys even went country. So I've been with you through a few different relationships, and I'm just really excited for you. I saw the, the story last night, and I about cried because I was just so excited. So I just wanted to call and congratulate you and say that I'm super happy for you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You got so many nice You're notes. Welcome. All the B team was just going nuts. I love them so much. And they, they were big text. Th- it was just crazy. Um, just a fantastic night. You guys are welcome to call. Again, I was up a lot last night. I want to wait for Amy to get back in the studio today because she was here for a bit and had to go. But I wanted to wait till you got here to talk about it. You can ask all your questions in a bit. Uh, sh- calling and here in the studio. On the phone right now is Courtney in Ohio. Courtney, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. What can I do for you? Well, first of all, I wanted to tell you congratulations. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. Which I know you just mentioned the medium. I was already on the line whenever you mentioned it, but... As soon as I seen the proposal, that is what I thought of. So I'm curious to know as well because she's been pretty spot on so far. Yeah, so Amy has a cousin who is a psychic. I'm not a big believer in psychics. However, we started having her on the bit because we just thought it was funny. Or on the show as a bit because we just thought it was funny. But then she started nailing things. <laughs> big things. And so we asked her on the show, maybe Amy did, hey, when do you think Bobby gets engaged? Then we stopped her and said, don't say it. I don't know what she said. Caitlin doesn't know what the psychic said. Right, because if Bobby were to hear what she said, I know that you would intentionally not do it. (laughs) You would be like, oh, the psychic said October. I'm saying I'm going to do it in December. Totally (laughs) prove her wrong. And you're right. Yeah. I would have. So that's why. And also we didn't tell Caitlin because you didn't want to say, hey, it's going to happen in November. And then November passes and I haven't done it. And she's disappointed for something I had no control over. I didn't know. So we kept it quiet. I don't know either. Are you ready to reveal what your cousin the psychic said? Yeah. When did she think that I was going to get engaged? What did she tell you? Okay, Amy so has it written down here. We were messaging about it on WhatsApp Wednesday, July 15th. It's the last time, around that time that we had her on the show. Okay. So in July. And WhatsApp because she's in a foreign country. Yeah, she lives yeah. in Belize. So... It just says here, and there's a bunch of other texts you don't understand, but then it just says at 12, 14 p.m., October. And then she said, maybe November, but I really believe 
it's October. Stop it. And then my reply was, oh, wow. Because to me, July, October still seemed way quick. I was thinking 2021. So in my mind, I thought there's no way. And that's why I was going to keep it from you and Caitlin. And then when you asked me to go ring shopping and you, when, when we left, the, when we, you picked out the band and you asked the woman when she could have it ready. And she said, oh, it's probably going to be like three weeks. And I thought, okay, well, could be November. There's no way it's going to be October. And then you were like, what about, you looked at your calendar. What about October 9th? Do you think you can have it ready by October 9th? And I thought, what? This is crazy. I can't believe this is really happening. So then I still in my head, for whatever reason, had November. And so I went back and checked the texts and it says straight up October. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Because I wouldn't have, even if I were just playing the odds, I would have predicted a holiday if I were her. If I were just going, oh boy, let me cross my fingers and hope I get something right just so I can stay on the show. I would have predicted a holiday because that's when most people do it. That's that's why I didn't do it. But she predicted October. She has nailed another one. (laughs) In July, she predicted October. It's not like she had other hints of us talking about it on the show or you saying, because I don't feel like at that point you were really saying... You hadn't even said I love you yet. You know? Yeah. There's just, that's, it's crazy to me. Are you starting to believe? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I always tell her, hey, you know, you're my cousin. Like, I love you. I want to support <laughs> what you do. But like, I struggle with what you do. I don't believe in psychics. But she, she does nail things. She's nailed a lot of big she things. She has. And so, and I know that, I, I don't know. It's, you know, and she says she talks to my mom. And now, honestly, when I saw October, I was like, oh, dang. I wonder, wonder if she's talked to my mom lately. <laughs> I don't know. We did get a voicemail about the psyche. I'm going to play this here. It's, okay. It's Bridget from New Hampshire. Good morning, studio. I saw the news this morning. So congratulations, Bobby and Caitlin. I was just wondering, was Amy's psychic cousin right about the date? She was, and here's a clip from the radio show back then that we have pulled. Here you go. So I feel like you and Caitlin have probably discussed this, but I feel like you might propose, and I can kind of see when. So I don't know if you want me to throw that on the air, or I say that to you privately Private. they're showing. Yeah, private. private. For, okay. For, just, for, right. just out of respect wanna, to her. Okay. <laughs> just out of respect to yeah, her. But You can text Amy what you okay, think. Okay, wait, yeah, text, text me what they say. And I tried to get it from Amy, by the way. This is Bobby in real time, not the clip. I tried to get Amy to tell me just because I was curious, and she wouldn't. She held it. And I love how I already adopted the appropriate language. I do, If you hear the clip and you hear me say, text me what they say, is because when she's communicating, trying to figure out what's happening, she's talking to they, Bobby's, all of Bobby's higher people. Oh, it's committed. <laughs> are you talking about like my manager they, or are you talking no, about like my like they, oh, some, okay. some they up there. That's what, because I sounded, I didn't know if that sounded weird. Me being like, text me what they say, but you're higher people. They said October and it happened. Isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I, I can't believe that she was right again. The only reason I didn't go absolutely berserk angry, upset this weekend when Arkansas got cheated out of the game with Auburn was because I knew I was going to propose. We were on set. We were, I was outside of Richmond on a, on a corn farm working with a guy um, for my Nat Geo show, and Arkansas started playing at 4 Eastern, so I had it on my phone. I was watching it, and we were Auburn score. We came back. Then we just started putting it to them, and we got screwed over at the end, and I had to watch every referee, a thousand referees, come on Twitter and ESPN and go, yeah, Arkansas got screwed. They should have won the game, mm. and it stinks. 
to have a game be decided by a wrong call by the officials. So I was really upset. I hate when Arkansas loses, but I hate, I especially hated that situation. But the only thing that kept me going through it was going, all right, as long as I can pull off Sunday night, the proposal, this is going to go away for a little bit. I'm angry again today, though. Oh, I'm no. back. You're not still on an engagement high? I am, but I'm also still irritated about the Arkansas game because it's, it was so dumb. I was on I was on fire on Twitter. I was tweeting at the uh, commissioner of the SEC. I was yeah. like, what a joke you are. What a joke statement you put out. You turned into that person. <laughs> I don't I didn't like me. But you're passionate about a few things and that was one. Um, we beat Auburn, but we didn't beat Auburn. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so Caitlin was still attracted to you well, enough to she, say yes? Yes, and I kept the phone up. on. We went to a place called The Dredge, which is about an hour and a half outside of, of Richmond. Really great seafood restaurant. And I just kept the phone propped up against a glass the whole time and watched the game. And she was like, you're good. Because sometimes she was like, get off your phone. We're with people. You need to get off Twitter for a minute. She says the sound that she hears the most is... <laughs> What is that? that It's when you refresh Twitter, you scroll it down. (laughs) Do you have your noise up? Uh, Sometimes. Oh, okay. Because I want to hear video clips sometimes. Oh. But that was tough. Um, (laughs) The Lakers won. Yes, the champs. LeBron and the Lakers, which I was was happy to see that. So congratulations to those guys. Congratulations to me. Um, So so that's over? The the basketball game is over? It's over, over, yeah. Basketball game? Yes. Oh, good. LeBron won his fourth championship. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I didn't know that there was the... That game had been played. Was that last night? It was, well, it was game six, mm-hmm. and it was the final game. During your proposal? So, Caitlin. Was yeah. She, was she into the, is no, she a Lakers girl? No, no, no. She's Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Die hard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, so, after you proposed, was like 6.30 or? We, the exact proposal went down at 6.11 p.m. Why? Because dinner was at 6.40, dinner oh. with quotations. And I knew, and they were all set up at 6.05. And Caitlin also knows that I am absolutely neurotic about time. Yeah. yeah. And so I said, can you, like, 6.08, 6.09, can we walk down to the barn? And, and that's not weird for and me to no, go, like, 6.08, 6.09. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a yeah. weird time would mm-hmm. make sense. Okay, I didn't know if 6.11 represented something in y'all's relationship. Mm, represented us being on time. <laughs> <laughs> Who all did y'all reach out to after it happened? Uh, so before, because we, we ended up posting it last night. I was like, hey, we can keep it. As private as you want. We don't have to tell anybody right now. Yeah, because we can, when I talk to you, you're like, I don't know if we're going to say anything. Well, I wanted her to have control of it, yeah. right? Like so much of our life together involves me talking or millions of people hearing what I say. And I was like, hey, this is our moment, but you can get control this narrative. We hold it till tomorrow. Um, they were like, hey, do you want to do a people exclusive? We, I didn't. Um, I was just like, let's just put it out, control it ourselves. And I love people and they did a story on it, but I wanted just her to have control of it. And she was like... Let's just do it. She goes, we'll do it after dinner. We'll just post it online. I was like, great. We did a, I did a TikTok, kind of funny TikTok. Well, but before you post online, you have to tell people. Right? So we did. That would be weird. So as soon as we finished, we te- we, we FaceTimed her mom and dad. Um, you knew. Eddie knew. What order was I in the FaceTime? Way later. We were in a oh, Mexican restaurant. Later, okay. and, and <laughs> oh. We, 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 we were, but he did get a FaceTime I, last I, night. I got a text. Yeah, there were only as, like six yeah. or seven people. Um, but... There were a few. I, I called Andy Roddick and Brooklyn Decker because really close to them. And so I wanted to, I was like, hey, we're about to um, post this online. So I just wanted to let you know. Call my friend Ahmad. Yeah. He got married the day before. <laughs> yes, yeah, secretly. Not many, <laughs> but a few. And then we posted it and it's pretty cool. I got some nice messages. Morgan Wallen sent me a nice message last night. It was just like, hey, I mean, I won't tell you what he said, but just super nice. Um, 
it, Brett Eldridge sent me a nice message from like country people that that you guys would know. Um, Morgan has put a list up on Instagram of country artists who said stuff. Yeah, I have the, a whole list. Is it, were there a lot down? of them? Yeah, there's a lot. Just give me a few of them. Okay, TJ Osborne. Well, yeah, from Brothers Osborne. Mm -hmm. Karen Fairchild. Do you have what they said? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. So TJ said, oh, S word. That's awesome, y'all. Congrats. <laughs> uh, Karen Fairchild said, so happy for you guys. Dan Smyers and Abby Smyers both said congratulations, and Abby added that you've got a really great one. We called them last night. Mm -hmm. They're friends. Before it went up. Yeah. yeah, we called Dan and Abby. Go ahead. Scotty McCreary said, congrats, man. Russell Dicker said, said in all caps, yes, bro, congrats. <laughs> um, Rachel Walmack said, crying for you. I'm so excited. Congrats. And Natalie Stovall wrote 10 OMGs and said, so happy for y'all. Yeah. I saw Carrie had put a message yeah, on my Instagram. Too. She said, like, love is wonderful or yeah. something. Yeah. She wrote, like, wrote a poem. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a quick song. I was like, hey, Carrie, Just come sing that at our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where's Jake going, dude? He probably... He probably hasn't seen it yet, maybe. No, he probably has. Dude. Oh, well, I'm sure that he's commented <laughs> yeah, about, did you do a shirtless? It, it was, there's a, there have been two times in my life where my phone has blown up to the point where I couldn't keep up with it. One was right after I won Dancing with the Stars. The other one was this last night. Mm. And we're just like, I can't, I can't look at comments. If I do, we're going to be up all night reading comments. So I'll do it today. I'll, we'll look at them today. But just very appreciative. Thank you for all your love and care. And that's, that's that. Anything else before we go? I mean, just excited. I mean, well, when's the big, well, next Good question. is when's the wedding? Yeah, it'll probably be spring. I would do it tomorrow. <laughs> just I have no <laughs> patience. Because it's like anytime I want something and I like, I know it's right, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I would do it, would just drive to the courthouse and be done. However, that's not what she wants. And I'm going to sit back and just let her do her thing. Smart man. Yeah, smart man. I'm sure you have some desires for your big day? You know, as long as Eddie and I can perform the Raging Idiots medley, <laughs> we just want to do our five most streamed songs. No. She would kill us. She Not would kill that. us. But yeah, I mean, she no, doesn't want anything. Quick, she doesn't want anything big. She wants something real small. She is, and not even Corona. She just is not a Flash type person. Um, so, I don't know, but spring. Well, we're looking at spring. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's up to her. All right. Uh, what are you doing today, Amy? Um... I, my husband and I have a parenting call thing, <laughs> a new book that we're reading. I guess we're we're scheduling meetings with ourselves to go over this parenting book that we're reading. <laughs> so I have an appointment with him. And then my kids are on fall break. So uh, kid stuff all day. All day. All, yeah. All Eddie, day, are your kids day. on fall break? Uh, next week. Oh, man. My, why can't they line it up same week and I, then we can have play dates? I agree. I don't because, know. Because, yeah, even my son likes to play with this kid in our neighborhood and I texted his mom last night being like, please be on fall break too. And I text her and she's like, oh yeah, no, mm -mm, not not this week. But on Friday he has off. I'm like, okay, well, Monday through Thursday. What is I'm always confused when fall break comes around. I'm like, what is fall break? Never had that in my life. Yeah. Like what? But spring break, yeah. What about you? Well, I think I'm finally healthy enough today to exercise for the first time in three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've just been so sick. Have I been able to shake this cough? I think a little cough, but I think I'm okay. And I had to get someone to come up and like bootleg put together my Peloton treadmill. Oh. They never showed up. They dropped it off broken. Four weeks later, they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll be there, whatever. They never showed up. So I had to hire someone to come up and I like found it behind him. I hop <laughs> under the overpass. Like, hey man, you mind coming up and fixing it? They have a toolbox. They did. Okay, they good. Did. It's, I go up and it's all duct taped. <laughs> so I'm going to exercise for the first time today. Um, We have an announcement 
not engagement related, but announcement coming out after the show today. So you'll see that on my social media at uh, Mr. Bobby Bone. So I'm just kind of getting ready and leaving again this weekend to go shoot my Nat Geo show again. So just catching up. Where do you go this weekend? Just catching up. Uh, Arkansas, Batesville, Arkansas. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what's up. Thank you guys. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Bobby Bones. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. It's the Bobby Bones show.